Hello everyone and welcome back to He Say She Say Too Real. I am your lovely host, Marquita Watson, and with me I have my handsome co-host and husband, Ralph Watson, aka Boogie. In today's episode, we will discuss stepfathers versus biological fathers and our experience on this matter. Now remember when we discuss these topics, these are from our point of views only. And if you would like to weigh in on the subject, please feel free to message us at he say, she say, Marquita and Ralph at gmail.com to have your questions answered and to share similar stories. We'd love to hear from you. So I'm going to go ahead and let Ralph begin or start this one off um, just because he has the most experience with being a stepfather and just see how his experience um, has taught him lessons and what lessons he may have learned um, in his life as a younger child having a stepfather. Thank you very much, dear. Somehow I'm always going first, so I would like to turn it back over to my darling wife, Marquita. So I have some questions that I wanted to ask you. Okay. How long before you and I met had your father been in, incarcerated already? About 10 years. About 10 years. So I met you when you were 25 and I was 38. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Which means... Your father was gone when you was 15? Right. Okay. Or had already been gone since you was 15. Can I ask you what type of... Because I don't have that experience. You you have that experience that I don't know how that goes. Because my father... How what goes? How, like, having a father there and then he leave mm-hmm. and go to... Um, and become incarcerated. I don't have the um, the experience of having my actual father there, um, and then him leaving, going to the penitentiary. Mine was just in and out, you know, here and there, mm-hmm. you know. So, what was your experience when he left? Um, my experience when he left was, of course, it was traumatic. You know, my father had been there my entire life. He was at every event. Um, My father's my best friend. He's still my best friend. Um, But he's been there for everything. Parties, um, cookouts, events at school, parent-teacher conferences, church. You know, he he was there for everything. He showed up and showed out for everything. So to not have him there, that was very um, traumatic for me. And... It's definitely not something that, you know, I wanted for my children, even though they did experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very traumatic not having them there. Okay. I was meaning to ask you that, you know, because I know, because I've heard some of the stories of how he was, you know, he was, um, you know, very influential in your life at the time when he was there, that he was, you know, on point all the time. And I know how... Um, you know, young girls, you know, in the and boys tend to act up after dad is gone. You know, in my experience, I had a stepfather, 
you know, like I had had mentioned him a few times, Otis Reeves, who um, came into my mom's life while she had four boys already, you know. And like I say, he had a velvet hand and a velvet tongue. You know, he was just one humble, you know, young man. And for him to come in there and show up and show up the way he did for four bad kids, you know, I still to this day applaud him. But my experience with, um, and I don't know if I was um, fearful of it, because like I said, I love kids, kids love me. I had met the boys, but we had interacted, you know, quite a few times. And when I say quite a few times, I mean a lot of times, you know, they had came to see me, you know, and things like that. But I wanted to know what technique do I use? Do I use the technique of the way I was raised, I didn't think that would work. I wanted to do the technique of the way you guys was raised. I didn't think that was going to work. I had heard a lot of stories about, um, is it DHS? DHS, who was saying that you can't do this to your kids or the kids was using that as a crutch for certain things. So I kind of figured, how do I go in between of the way I was raised, which was extension cord, it ain't nothing to talk about, switch, it ain't nothing to talk about, you do something wrong um, um, down the street, as you walking home, everybody get a chance to whoop you and you still get your whooping at home. I knew that approach, you know, wouldn't um, work here, but in honesty, because of the two kids that we do have, they were intelligent enough to hear me. So, and I was smart enough to know how to communicate to them what I was trying to say in order to help them to see the picture, what I was trying to get them to see. You know, I wasn't um, raised like that. Even though I had a stepfather, he was great. I still went into the streets, you know. So, um, you know, I knew I didn't want, like right now, we're raising two teenage boys. And at their age, I was already in the streets, hat cocked to the left or um, to the left. My little brother had cocked to the right. Right, We had already become a part of our environment, you know. So I know that this is around that time right here, you know. And um, so I wanted to be hands on. I didn't want like I didn't want social media to raise them. I didn't want the people down the street to raise them. I didn't want anyone else to. I wanted them to get all they, you know, um, values from right here with us. And like I say, they was already very well mannerable. You know, they spoke and speak well. Now, our young one, he has a, you know, he has a a shrug shoulder approach to everything. Mm, I don't know, but. He ain't hostile. He don't disrespect people. You know, he's just not a talker. You got to pull that out of him, you know. And I know some kids like that who... Um, now, it just depends on the, his surroundings. Because if okay. he with a group of his friends, he doesn't shut up. That's true. But if it's adults around, which could be also a part of the respect thing. But yeah. um, when there's adults around, yeah, you they speak to Dougie and he like... Mm-hmm. Or he's shrugging his shoulders if somebody asks him something. But I can guarantee you, when his friends are there, he's not shy by any means. 
Oh no, I walked up on him um, very a whole lot of times where he's letting them out, and that's how I learned how to communicate with him. I have to ease up on him every now and then more, and I ask a lot of questions about them. Now, our other oldest one, this is the performer, this is the talker, this is the conversationalist. He's the computer genius. He's the one that. Um, that if you came here right now and we had to step out for a minute, he could hold the crowd, yeah. you know, of grown-ups and kids and all that. And y'all would honestly think that he was much older than he is. So, like I say, the the um, the the part of being a stepfather to, and I rarely say stepfather because, like, you know, my heart's in you know them, and I you know I love them as if they was my you know, own children. And, um, you know, and they didn't make it hard for me, man, you know, and I'm glad of that. You know, they could have easily gave me a hard time. And look, man, I don't want you around here or gave me the cold shoulder here and there. But we do everything together. Now, but hold on, I'm going to start back to when I first got out. So, um, you know, um, um, we did everything together, but I, which I knew that was going to you know, start to ease off because the girlfriend um, thing coming and just them getting older, you know, but um, the experience I've had with them, man, you know, there's nothing that I would give, man, to take this experience away from me, man. I really enjoy, man, being, you know, pop or old school or dead or, <laughs> right, you know. I, yeah, I really, and see, I also... Which I didn't know this at first, Keita. I had to learn this part right here. Let's say that I'm trying to get them to learn or to do something. Mm -hmm. First of all, I knew, like I say, none of the techniques that, you know, I came up with was going to work anyway. Plus, I'm not a, um, right, I don't want to have to whoop no child anyway. You know, um, I didn't like my whoopings. And then even that, my whoopings, I still did. Uh, wrong. Like I wanted to see, could I get a mutual understanding with them? And you know, I must say we have a mutual understanding. But um, I wanted to ask you: Do you believe, like, like I try to set good examples for them? But what I'm learning is that although I consider them my real children and I love them like that and we love one another like this we don't share the genes you know of what all my what whatever mean, like my personality traits yeah, and what, behaviors yes, and things like that yes yeah. any of my chemical makeup is not in them now I right. would love that to have been in them well of course you know that's with any step parent right. whether it be step mother step father step brother so, you know they Nobody shares that. Right, but I wonder did the step, other stepfathers take that into account? Because it took me, because I tell you, I try to study how to be a better human being, better man, better father, better husband, and so forth and so forth. And that didn't cross my mind that if I'm unable to get through to one of them, or if they don't like certain things that I like, or they are a certain way, they they are the way they are because of you and their actual biological father. So it probably would be hard for them to understand or see or know like what it is I'm trying to convey to them because our genes are you know different. But what I do want to ask you is this: mm -hmm. Let's say 
I had two girls mm-hmm. by another woman mm-hmm. when we first met. And I told her, well, yeah, I have two girls. You know, um, me, me and their mother are not necessarily cool. How would you would have approached that situation? Um, you know, I would have probably asked a lot of questions like, why y'all not cool? What happened? What type of relationship you have with the girls? Mm-hmm. Because um, if we're going to be together, I would probably want you to mend that relationship just for the fact that if I'm going to be in your life, I'll be in theirs. So I would want their mother to feel comfortable with me coming to pick them up or me taking them to school. Or if they're sick, me getting them out of school for either one of y'all if y'all can't. Or, you know, just for all of us to be able to co-parent together um, would be my main focus. The children at the end of the day are the ones that's the most important. Not y'all not liking each other or why y'all don't talk. That's just not important to me. Um, So, yeah, I would have probably needed you to mend that and if you tried and it didn't happen as long as you tried and i knew that you tried that would be something different but i would definitely need you to do that first yeah so that we could make a better introduction as to me being a oh, step parent yeah, right, right. you know not just come in and say and then they mom like oh yeah you know your daddy yeah. got this tramp over here okay. or whatever right, right, yeah. um he was should have been here with us or this you know oh, you yeah. sit the kids down and to help them clearly understand that it was not that type of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that I'm coming in as an adult and I'm going to be with you and I'm going to be a part of their lives and mm-hmm. let them know that just like their real mom, you know, they can come to me and talk to me about anything or they can share things with me if they didn't want to share with y'all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell, you know, if it was very important, I thought y'all needed to know, then yes, you know, I would make you aware, but just to know that they had that other parent in their lives right. that they could communicate with if you two were not communicating properly or if they didn't feel comfortable. Well said. Once again, as if it was, and that's not written down, so that's coming, that 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 shocked me that I liked mm-hmm. that. But look at this, which is the thing what I've done with these gentlemen's biological father. Right. You know, I called them up, even though nobody wanted me to talk with them and nobody wanted me to you know have a sit down or they were saying oh he's not going to sit down with you and you know and to make a long story short you know I know everybody you know there's two sides to a story well wait let me just interject there because that was just the way what I was just saying you came in like I would have as an adult and said okay if it was me and those were my children I would want to know the man that's around them, what intentions he has for them. And, you know, I want to know what's going on. You had those intentions, even though they weren't your biological kids. You attempted to mend fences so we could all co-parent together. And after you attempt to do that and your heart is in the right place and your intentions were good, it's up to the other person to say, okay, I'm going to be an adult as well. And this man, you know, he don't have to take care of my kids. He's doing everything for my kids that I should be there doing. So if that other person does not receive that the way that it's being given, Given, that's not your fault. Right. And And now you understand why we were saying, don't reach out, don't do this, don't do it. But no, I understand where you were coming from in your attempt to mend things. 
See, I guess I figured like this. I think it was like three or four fold. I had, first of all, if I want everybody out here to give me a chance, I know the things I had heard about your, your um, I always say this, baby daddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that he was not even 10% as close as bad as I have been in my life. Right. So I wanted to give the guy a chance at, you know, at least to know. Um, and then I wanted him to have a chance to know that there's somebody good that is around your children. And you have a chance now to, if you haven't been trying to mend with the um, boys, that this would be a great time now, man, that if ain't no other man came to speak with you about this, man, this party would be, you know, I could be an avenue to them or, you know, um, 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 this can mend what you messed up or maybe I can help you be a better father. You know, and um, I also wanted him to know you know, that they okay, man. You don't have to worry about them. They doing just good. And to be honest with you, out of spite, I wanted him to know that it was his loss. Right. They're not losing out. You know, you can make a promise or two or say this, that, and that. And if you make the promise, you know, then don't worry. We'll get it, you know, times two. I wanted him to know what he was missing out on. Right. So even if he wasn't calling and he wasn't seeing the pictures of, I wanted him to see them grow. I wanted him to see them smiling. I wanted them to, him for to see them laughing. And I wanted it to hurt him just as bad as it's probably, maybe even still, man, you know, because I feel that way. Even though my father has passed away now, I don't know where I would have been had he stayed been 10 right. toes down right. in my life. You know, um, I don't um, hate him for that. I love him to death. And like I say, I love Otis to death for standing up and doing that. But I didn't want to repeat this with these two gentlemen, you know. So, um, and, you know, it worked out well. I haven't really had a bad experience with him. Maybe one, you know what I'm saying? But it's not um, to the point of that is anything to talk about. Like I say, he's missing out. He don't know, no, right? Like maybe he know they got his genes, but he don't know how sharp they are becoming, you know, how good of a sports they are. I was going to say, yeah, he don't know like that they're in sports, sports and, and different things like that. And that they have good sports. None of that. Cheer them on. You know, so, um, you know, in that process, you know, that was a good process for me, though. You know, I wanted to, to um, do that, man. I really wanted to see how that um, went. Now, now what I want to ask you is this. Um, do you see us? What? We have a puppy now, Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, he's new to the... Um, um, Watson family, Rocksteady Watson. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm sure the viewers want to know: Do we plan on having a child? Um, no, we don't plan on having any biological um, children, only because I can no longer have kids now. Um, but down the line, if God willing, we do plan to adopt. We, we are. We going to. Yeah, we. For we've talked I, about that. A long time so yeah I can no longer have children now but that is another option for us um, 
I thought about IVF. I just, you know, I don't think it's, I'm not going to say I don't think it's worth the money. Um, it's just a lot of money. Yeah. And that's just yeah. not where we are um, yet yeah. financially right, exactly. to invest in. Um, and even some people may say even adopting a child um, takes money. Yes, we know every day we have two children. It takes lots of money. And they're both teenagers now. So right. we believe me, it's hitting the pockets. But right. uh, <laughs> and look at this. You know, now that you said it out loud, man, like, I just know, man, I love you dearly. And I don't know, that just brought a tear to my eye, young wow. lady. I don't know, because I know that was one of the things you said to me. I would love if there was anybody I could give a girl to. Because you know I want a little girl. Or, you know, it really don't matter, but I know you want a little girl, too. Mm. But I remember you telling me that, you know, and us sitting down, like, if there was anybody I would want to give a little girl to, it would be you. And, um, you know, now that you gave me rock steady, you don't <laughs> who's know sitting how... Right here by our feet, who's sitting snoring. Right by, you don't know how invested I am in this young brother. You know, you know... Well, he's a good doggy. Good doggy. Look at him just laying down, and it's like he's so happy and... Yes, we adopted know. him. Um, that was our first adoption first from adoption. the pet shelter. Here, so um, he's four months, four weeks. No, four, four no, yeah, he's four, four, four months, yeah. Four Lord, months. I'm getting all mixed up. He's four months. Um, he is a boxer terrier, and he's beautiful. He's brindle, brown yeah. and white, um, and he's such a good doggy. So this is our not say practice run right. <laughs> of something that we have together. Together, but like this is our I practice like run. I like that. Yeah, that that's our practice baby. I like that. Um, he has felt, I believe, very welcome since the day he got here. Been getting fed good. Why wouldn't he want to? <laughs> he play. Everybody loves him. He sleeps he in the bed with us. Yeah, he he's, a, he's a good look, doggy. Look, even when we said we wouldn't let him do that. We did. First night he was here, <laughs> he slept on the couch with me until it was time to go to bed. And when he come in, when we go in the room, he is right behind us. And he gets right, right in there. the middle and get up under the cover with me and snuggles. And, and he snore like a grown man. Snore like a grown man. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Now, as a parent. Mm-hmm. As a biological parent? Yes, ma'am. Okay. As a parent, mm -hmm. were you skeptical about, because I, you know, like the guy you was with before me, mm -hmm. like, I know women don't want any type of man around their, right. their children. Their, um, children. So, were you skeptical? Of you? Hold on. Were you skeptical about any males coming around the kids and how do you kind of like I'm trying to think of the word how do you do your process of your um, man it's a word but I cannot boom it's like when you're trying to do your your process of whether he's okay to come around him this one is not okay to come around him you know your um your 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 process or your process with me when you vetted me out how did you decide yay i think this guy here would be okay um i think it it definitely took a while it okay. took a while um 
you know, I ask you a lot of questions. And I think that is something that moms do. Um, I'm not going to say all moms, but moms that care about their children and want to make sure that the people around them are safe. Not just the men, but asking a lot of questions. You got to pay attention to the behavior as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely number one. Paying attention to the behavior. How do they get when they get upset? Mm-hmm. Um, do they try to put their hands on people a lot? Um, just little things that trigger them and and um like kind of like turn them off and when i say turn them off like just make them angry mm-hmm. like pay attention to those things because we know that our children are children and you met my children when they were in diapers mm-hmm. children yes. so children do a lot of things that are very aggravating so if you know that as a parent you want to make sure that you're with somebody who has patience <laughs> because they're my children, and sometimes I want to. That was a good way to put it. You know, sometimes I'll be like, if I wasn't your mama, you know, but seriously, that's that's very important. Making sure that person has patience. And I think, um, I think Steve Harvey said this best, um, when I read his book and then also watching. What was it? How to um, think like a man. Whatever the name is. But to not wait forever to introduce your kids to somebody. Because what if you are dating somebody forever? You don't bring around your kids. And when you finally do, you've invested in this person. You finally bring around the kids. And the kids hate them. They don't like the kids. The kids don't like them. You know, they don't get along. There's nothing y'all can do to bring them together. (laughs) Now, you have wasted years with this person. And a person like me, I'm going to be like, well, if they can't get along with my kids and my kids can't get along with them, there's not going to be a future for us Mm -hmm. because my kids come first. So, yes, not just, um, I wouldn't say interviewing them, but getting to know them better, but when you get the chance, introduce them to the kids. Bring them around. Take them to, you know, different places. See how they interact with each other, and then you know, go from there with um, seeing if it's a if it's a fit. Yeah, because it fit. just might not be a fit, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, that does happen a lot. If you can't get along with my kids, unfortunately, we're not gonna make it. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. And look, I believe that's a that is an honorable thing. I remember. I'm telling you that I kind of judge a, you know, woman by the way she treats her kids. Because if she, you know, because I know some women who I just feel as though they're not treating them, you know, um, the way that maybe I feel as though their mom should do. You the know, children, rather, yeah. Your, your children, rather, is making yeah, you sure. You know, I don't that, play by mass. Right, you know. I do not play. I don't like, care who it is mama, sister, grandma. I don't play. About mine, and they know that. <laughs> right, and see that that helped me to make my decision. Cause see, what you may not have known, just as you was vetting me, you know, to come around, you know, the boys or to be in your life, I was vetting you to see um, were you somebody that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Was you the type of mother? that I wanted to have my kids by, or was you the type of mother that was a good mother to, um, you know, now our um, children. So I was vetting you a whole lot. You didn't, 
but you may not have known that. But we had a lot of conversations. We did. We had a lot of conversations. But I do have a question to ask you. Please. How do you feel with me not being able to have more children, and you don't have any biological children of your own? Well, like I say, you know, I'm um, I'm enthralled in these two here, and you know, like now I'm 49 years old, mm-hmm. although. I look 29, you know, and I move like I'm 19. Let's keep, you know, the record reflect is that I'm 49. I would love to have like 10 more children by you, but to be 100% honest, you know, not having any, you know, we have enough. We got a, our plate is full. You know, especially now with Rock Steady on low, it look like he finna be a big boy. His paws already the size of a dominant pigeon or some type of pit bull, right? So he gonna be need to be fed, you know, um, you know, a lot. But um, yeah, that doesn't that does not take away from us, you know, or my love towards you. Period. Point blank. Um, you know, I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about? That if you could, would you want to have a baby by me? If I could have children, yes. We probably would have been had a couple. couple yeah. <laughs> we probably would have been had a couple by now. Um, but that was definitely one of the things that I mentioned to you early on, like letting you know when we first started yeah. writing that that was yeah. something that unfortunately I just couldn't do anymore. And did you believe me or did you? Because I remember a lot of times you no, were just I like, we don't. We we gonna talk about it later because you saying it now, but and right. I was like, is this man crazy? No. Like I'm telling you, medically, I cannot have. And I know there God had there's miracles all the time, but I'm no, because like, look nuts? at this. I always felt like this. Like my little brother, he has seven children. You know, my father has. Um, you know, I believe he all together. You know, he have about nine all together from my. Moms and um, you know, or uh, you know, nine or ten all together. So our um, what is it? Is it our sperm is strong? Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but um, we reproduce well. So I kind of felt that God brought us together, uh-huh. and that I was powerful enough to break through <laughs> whatever type of um, thing was going on. There. Yeah, scientific things that were jumping off down there, oh, and that Lord. I. And but I knew this. I knew that it didn't matter one way or another. Right? I knew that our plate was full already. Yeah. And you know, and um, um, right. You know, so um, no, ma'am. Just for the answer to the question. Did you have any hesitation on if you would, um, if the boys would like you, or if they would take to you as a stepfather? Well, like I say, I'm a people's person. Mm-hmm. I always try to go in thinking I can make something happen. But but wait, but saying that, you know that boys are different when it comes to their mamas. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking. Well, yeah, see, because like I say, I was raised by a stepfather. So when he tried to come in our home, I guess his approach, like mm-hmm. I say, his velvet touch and his velvet tongue, how could I not love this man the way that he was treating my mother? So I said this. When they see, because I know they mama's boys. Mm-hmm. I'm a mama's yeah. boy, you know. You know, I look. I man, I would still go get in the bed with my moms and, and ball up. They still do it, and me they too. would still do it too, <laughs> right? You know, so I understand, um, and I could just imagine because you were spoiling them so much. I know they had to be mama's boys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That 
And they are still mama's boys right now to this day. But I felt like this. How would you not be able to love me if you see how much I love and adore your mother and treat her well? Now, I can only imagine if, you know, we get to arguing or this, that. I could see them saying, oh, man, I don't like this and I don't like this. But I felt like that I wasn't going to come in and try to pretend like I was going to take their dad's spot or right. that I came here to change up no plans or no, that I came to get in where I fit in, but yet for the let one know, man, I'm here. And it, there is nothing you cannot ask me for or talk. Right. We have now talked about things you don't even know. I know. We but are. that's one thing I also has have always appreciated, like, You've always made it very clear to them that there is nothing that they cannot come to you for, talk to you about, even if they were uncomfortable talking to me, which they are not. We talk about everything, but you've always made it very clear that they can they have another ear to Mm -hmm. listen to them. Um, Whether it be for money, whatever. There's things that they've gone to you about that you think i don't know it's some things you, look i know they <laughs> you told you some, think but i don't it's a know few but things you to i'll be here through the great man yeah well, look at <laughs> or this. maybe later after well, it happens oh, yeah, and now, stuff like i didn't even know that, that they were driving before oh, i knew yeah. they was driving right right see i knew see plus i told them i'll tell them later down the line <laughs> but man look this is our thing man you know it's a rite of passage yeah to you know for a man maybe the man to go take his boys to go get him some gym shoes or to a ball game or to go do this it's you know teach him how to drive teach him how to shoot teach him how to do certain things that's something that i've always wanted to do you know i have um been blessed before to have women pregnant god just never allowed you know, the the um, nine months to, you know, go into fruition and, you know, the abortion and um, and the miscarriage thing. But I knew that a right to passage, you know, there was a few things that I wanted to do without you being there, man. Right. And, you know, no, I, I got that. a chance to do that. And, you know, and they and they gave me that opportunity to do that. And I love them dearly for that. I yeah. will not forget them for, for those things. And I um and even with Dougie, because like you mentioned earlier, he's super shy. Um, even with you, like if you're not here, he talks my ear mm-hmm. off. But as soon as you walk in the room, it's like he kind of gets real quiet. But even you being here and taking him to the store, buying him gym shoes, doing the things that I know they both wish that their dad was around to do, mm-hmm. I know he loves that. Yeah, you know, even though see that you ask daddy for a hug, he give you a hug and kiss. Um, you know, he no give Dougie yeah, like, come on, dude, back about me. Finally. I'm gonna give my mama see, a hug. Look, <laughs> look, he used to. I said, but he was younger. He was, right. you know, he a teenager now. I didn't mind to get a hug. You know, he give you a dap, uh, a right, right. high five, or uh, you know, daddy don't mind. Daddy, yeah, because daddy trying to get something. Daddy don't mind. He trying to get something. But no, I'm just saying, I know that they both really appreciate it um, because you have, you've come in and you've done everything for them that you promised that you would. And I know that they weren't expecting that probably. They probably weren't expecting it. And when you came home, they were much, they were younger. They were Mm -hmm. a few years younger. So they were nine and 10 years old. Now they're 13 and 14 (laughs) years old. So, you know, they've grown up a lot over these last couple of years. Three years from now. One is going to college, mm-hmm. and then right behind them, another one, Dougie's going to college. Yeah. 
That's it's I feel old. Yeah, I, I feel old. Well, I'll be forty years old when he goes. When he to get, yes. So you know, it's yeah. it's going by fast, and that's why you know people you just take advantage of the time that you have with your kids. That that's definitely something I would tell everybody: take advantage because. It goes by quick. I remember the day still that I brought both of them home from the hospital. I remember what the weather was like. I everything. everything. I remember what it was like. I remember the. I still have the newspaper from the day that I brought both of them home in their baby <laughs> books. So you know, just take advantage of that time. But look at get off this sappy stuff and back to the. <laughs> okay. Look. Do you think our boys is going to be good fathers to their kids? I do. I do. I do. And I think that is because a lot of kids that, and I'm not going to say a lot, but some kids that grow up without their biological father try to be better fathers. That's what it is. To their children True. because it's always what they wanted. Yep. And in their as you know, in the aspect of mine, you know, it, it's what they wanted, but they got it out of somebody else. Yeah. But I so know, I believe they're gonna, still going to want to show their children what their father didn't show them. Yeah, that was a great way to put that. Yeah, I think I that that's real. Sure. But I definitely, especially, yeah, especially Day-Day and Dougie. I don't, I asked him recently the other day, did he want kids? I don't know if he wants kids. Um, but I think. too many girls flying up behind him <laughs> to not. He but I have, think. Um, He's going to probably hit you. He gonna make us the first. Break, no, don't gonna, don't claim that. Don't claim that. Yeah, but I no, I think there's too many girls that like him. I think that he, you know, I think that he'll be the first one to say, "Ma, I need to tell you something." It'll be in a shy way, but I think she's pregnant. No, you better sit down somewhere. He better sit down. No, no, no. But now nah, I think um, they are actually gonna be great fathers. I think that yeah. they're gonna be at our house a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, mama, can you help me? Or mom, can you tell me what to order phone calls? But, you know, we, they still got a long time to even think about that. They got college, party yeah. time. Like, they got a long time. That's so. our plan. It, right. That's, that's our, our plan, plan for them. Um, <laughs> that's our plan for them to do it after exactly, that. I but, think they're going to be you know, in college I, and doing their thing. I think that's when the baby's going to come. Yeah. Maybe. They might. But, no, I just want them to be focused and, yeah. you know, do what they need. Because they're both very intelligent boys. And, oh, you know, Davion, he wants to go to school and be a gamer and build these. Like, that boy can do whatever Anything he puts his mind it. to. Right. He want to also rap. You know, he does his little rapping thing, too. So, Dougie, he just want to play a professional sport. That's mm-hmm. all he do. He want to play somebody's professional sport. He's going to do that. Yeah, so that brother, that he's going to make a, that happen. They're on a good track, and I, I definitely think that was due to us working together, getting them where they need to be, yeah. and, and continuing to yeah. keep I, a I, foot I, on their necks. I was just going to say that it's a work <laughs> in progress. Keep a foot on their necks because in today's society, you know, it's it's so easy to slip. It's so easy to be um, peer pressured into everything. Yeah. And that's one thing I can say. They don't let peer pressure take over. They are leaders of their own. And they do not let somebody else tell them what to do. They are the leaders. They definitely are. So, well, guys, this one is not going to be as long as usual. So we're going to go ahead and end this podcast out. Um, Again, thank you for listening to 
He Say, She Say, Too Real, um, with your host, Marquita Watson, and here, Ralph Watson, a.k.a. Boogie. Um, again, if you have any stories that you want to share on this a similar topic, um, if any questions that you want answered about his experience as a stepfather or um, my experience of marrying someone and them being a stepfather to my kids, send us a message. He say, she say, Marquita and Ralph at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day, guys. Thank you.